Hello, Rampbox TV viewers. Once again, it is Friday. I'm your host, John Clay, and here we are about to talk about various different issues that I think would probably be useful to you guys to hear off social media, outside of comment boxes, away from those who might hijack a conversation. Today, I'm basically going to be talking about a meme that was shared by a friend, Igor, who's in the room. How are you doing, Igor? All right. How are you? Not bad. And that meme uh, had various comments, some of which were not in favor of the meme. Uh, those comments were made by Matt. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, John. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. So essentially, it probably would be you know, best for you guys to know exactly what was on the meme. It's labeled microaggressions. These were the bubbles that are in this meme surrounding a woman who is brown. She's holding a placard saying racial microaggressions is like a, a cross going through it. Not crucifix style, but more like Ghostbusters. So prohibited. <laughs> so there you go. So some of the things that it says are, where are you from? Where are you really from? No, where are you really, really from? Another one says, you're not like other Muslim people. Another one says, you don't act like a normal black person. Another one says, why, why do you sound so white? What are you? You speak English so well. What do your people think about that? You're pretty for someone so dark. Your name is too hard to pronounce. Can I call you Mary? Now, this was originally posted by UK Against Racism. Igor, why did you post this microaggressions meme? I suppose it kind of speaks to my experience of um, the phenomenon of microaggressions, and I think um, more people should be aware of it. Um, I mean, it's something that generally I find people are not familiar with, are not aware when it happens, and I thought it was a nice little graphic to explain what microaggressions are, and just to raise awareness of, of the phenomenon, that's it. Okay. Um, Matt, you had a significant issue with the meme, if you want to make that clear now. So, actually, um, like I've spoken to Igor about this before, and I know he's had issues with it. I think there's potential there for a pretty interesting conversation because I'd be quite curious, I think, to know more about the experiences that he's had with that. Um, because, actually, I think that that is the way to raise awareness of these things. <clears throat> Um, and what I maybe what I do have a concern with is that uh, by kind of dropping in a word which contains the word aggression, it is pretty instantly, I think, alienating anyone who, you know, maybe. Um, has some curiosity about this, is not sure what's going on or how, sort of how to approach people from a different country or a different ethnic origin and what sort of questions to ask, how to get to know them better. Um, but, you know, my point was that I think, you know, as, as ridiculous and irritating as these, as these questions seem that, that you've quoted there, you know, as examples, 
they they can come from a place of of, of just ignorance or, or or just coarseness, and I think if if you sort of try to portray the people um, that are making they're asking those kind of questions, you know, as aggressive, you're saying these are aggressions, this is hostility, then instantly you're, you're going to put people off. Um, it, you know that that's that's the issue that I have, and I and I think that rather that rather than kind of building bridges and bearing in mind that humans are far from perfect, all of us are you know far from perfect, um, and you know, but by and large, people are kind of open to things. They want to make connections. They want to understand stuff, or you know, at least be a little bit educated. Or, um, but it, is it really the right way to go about it to be kind of broadcasting this this these sort of um, let's you know let's say woke kind of terms microaggressions it it just you know it it just is not going to really connect or, or even go down particularly well with a lot of people for whom you know the kind of progressive bubble that we live in. Um, is, is not part of their world, you know. That they'll just be. They'll, it, it, it will. It's a <laughs> seems to be an accusation of hostility and negative intent um, in the terminology that's been used, and, and I would say that's divisive. Um, okay, Igor, do you think that microaggressions is a divisive and not a constructive terminology? Do you think it's causing problems? <laughs> uh, I kind of agree with Matt. Yes. Uh, I mean, the term itself was coined back in the 1970s in the US. And um, uh, you know, this weekend, I've been trying to think, what else can we call these behaviors? And I just can't think of any other word. But on the other hand, you know, it, it's been with us for what, 40, 50 years now, um, uh, this term. And I don't think it's my job to, to redefine it or change it or, you know, it is what it is. And I don't think we have a better word for it un until, you know, it comes, uh, until someone thinks of a, of a better term. I also agree with Matt that um, the woke left has a problem um, uh, communicating their ideas uh, using, you know, um, three word slogans just like anyone else on the left or on the right so uh, the language could be a bit more precise but then on the other hand um, these three word slogans are just slogans to get people motivated maybe to think or talk so I see the microaggression term as something that's been with us for quite a while and uh, probably is not going to change anytime soon. So let's just, you know, we don't have a better word for it. So, <laughs> you know, while I agree that the term aggression probably isn't the best one, but I just can't think of anything else. Could I ask basically both of you, anyone can answer this. Do you believe there's a possibility in that when we use the term microaggression, that if we are going to have an issue with that word, that it can sometimes in the conversation talking about the particular microaggression obscure the, the transgression that's taken place. 
So if any of one of you wants to answer that whilst I swiftly plug my power supply into my laptop before this conversation <laughs> dies, that would be great. Go. Um, <clears throat> does the use of the... What was the question again? Does the use of the term obs obscure, obscure the intent behind the use of the term? Is, is that essentially... Uh, or does the use of the term obscure the act itself? I think that's how I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it could. It could. I mean, on Facebook, one of the um, examples I uh, mentioned was, you know, in feminist circles, there's often talk of, you know, all men do X, Y, and Z. Obviously, not all men do it. And when I first, you know, encountered those statements, I was quite annoyed because I don't consider myself as X, Y, and Z. But then, you know, you kind of talk to people and trying to understand why they're using these terms and what it all means. And now I'm kind of accepting that, yeah, okay, it's not perfect. The language isn't precise, but... You know, that's one way of, of, of talking about them. So that's how I see it. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you, you've sort of um, been through that experience of understanding that these terms can initially be counterproductive, perhaps, yeah. I would yeah. say. Um, so yeah, the question absolutely. is, you know, how... How do you sort of how do you raise these issues in, in a way that is not having that kind of effect? That's a trickier question. I, I think yeah. reducing it down to that terminology, I, I personally, I do, I do think is is counterproductive. Um, but then you know, when we talk in person, <laughs> it's the tone is completely different, and you may not true. use yeah. you know these yeah, terms yeah. at all. This is more kind of almost academic use of terminology, really. Okay, I know it's Facebook, but it's not academic at all, but <laughs> you know what I mean. It's it's kind of written words. It's not normal face-to-face -face communication. Well, I, I, maybe it's sort of about um, like people we don't know. You know, maybe it's much easier to sort of tar all these weirdos over there, you know, with, with a sort of brush of... of something unpleasant you know because they're strangers and we don't know them i mean i i think um you know the, the terminology itself you know is maybe one issue i have but i think the other thing and you know i do i do notice this a lot amongst amongst the left and i should say by the way that i'm not some right-wing guy i mean i was a big fan of corbyn you know i'm i would say i'm left wing like traditional social democracy kind of guy but i i do have issues <laughs> with the modern left uh, and some of the, the kind of um, the directions that it's going in you see it as oh. aggressive in a way when someone talks well, i think it, this is what it is so it's not that's the one issue it's the issue of the aggression thing but it's also the this, this attribution of negative intent, that's how I would put it, right? Okay. Yeah. I, I think the left falls into that trap in a, in a way that happens way too often um, to the point 
of diminishing returns at least or, or counterproductiveness. Um, well, we may want to go further into that exploration. Um, if we could just go a few steps back to the answer you gave regarding microaggressions, the terminology, sometimes obscuring the actual aggression. Because um, at the beginning of this video, I did read out some of the things that are on that meme, and I'm sure Igor can attest, those are just a few, they're not all of them. So if after a while you've been asked those questions for, I, I don't want to speculate as to how old Igor is, um, but I'm, ha I'm quite happy to tell everyone that I'm 44 soon, so buy me a present. But like <laughs> essentially, if you've been getting those for a significant amount of decades, isn't it possible that um, the idea of seeing a terminology as being the main thing to talk about, doesn't that obscure the actual happening? Shouldn't that happening be given more of, a, of an interest and curiosity? Because it's it almost like it, you're saying it sort of diminishes the, the actual seriousness of the problem, perhaps. Sorry, I'm, sorry, well, I'm interrupting and interrupting. Well, so maybe well, this yeah, is the thing. I mean, go straight to evil instead. Sorry, <laughs> well, this, is, this is the thing. I mean, we, we saw what happened on, on Igor's post. Like, the conversation wasn't necessarily about the things that are in the meme. It was more about how the left um, can, well, let, let's say, can, can take a certain situation and then seemingly be extremist about how they deal with it. That was your main yeah, right. average, yeah, Matt? That's, that's a great uh, summary, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, my continued exploration would be about the actual aggressions themselves. I mean, you're saying that the word aggression is not fair to, to tar all those people with, but if they are asking out of it, and ignorance or naivety isn't that at the heart of any form of racism? I mean, uh, I mean, um, again, the intentions might be good. It might be simple curiosity or, um, or even a compliment. But um, as you say, when you hear those things over and over for many decades, they build up slowly. And eventually, these actions, let, let's just call them actions. I don't, don't want to use microaggressions anymore in this conversation. Just these actions, you know, they, they have negative impact on things like depression, uh, self-confidence, and so on. So I think it's good to... Um, shine a light on them in any way you can. Mm. Yes, people might be ignorant about it or not aware, but why not learn about these things? Why not, you know, recognize that, yes, I'm doing this certain thing that I might find kind of innocent, but others might find it a bit grating. So why not just learn that these things this thing exists, you know, just kind of, it is what it is. Let's be aware of it. You know, if you want to carry on doing it, you know, you're free to do it. But if not, you can change your behavior in a small way that will not instantly, um, you know, kind of annoy other people. And uh, I think it's well documented in, 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 in uh, academic publications that these um, actions do more than just annoy the recipients of the 
actions are going to have to say. Yeah, no, that, make, that makes complete, complete sense to me. And I can understand that when you have to deal with it for years and decades on end, it must get irritating. And you, you may want to understand, you're understandably going to have some anger build up. Or, or maybe not anger, but just irritation or something. Yeah. You know, you're like, come on, guys, why can't you just, <laughs> you know, just get a grip and not be so annoying? Um, uh, so that that does that does make sense, yeah. And I think we all we all kind of do it. It's not just uh, to do with with race and ethnicity. It can be with gender. It can be with sexual orientation or any other absolutely preferences yeah. you know yeah. whether what it is what you wear or how you behave these things can happen you know within a group it's, itself doesn't have to be a marginalized group so i'm just saying let's be aware of of what we do to each other that's all so, okay what what i would go on to say from that like do you think you know, I, I think there's there's a there's a sort of um, a diminishing returns aspect to this. You know, I I've sort of we all we all make mistakes. You know, I've put my foot in it multiple times, and someone said you might want to sort of phrase it like this. Fine, okay. So I learned from that. You know, and I I try and do better next time, be be more sensitive. But I think um, probably over the last year, there's 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 been a sort of a rise in sort of perceived probably actual sort of wokeness from various um from various angles and i i sort of see an increasing reaction to that i i think also you know that may be a big part of why general not in generally speaking you know labor did not really do too well in the recent elections and i i think that people are seeing it as the it's just sort of gone a bit too far, you know, there's, there's progressive and then there's woke and it's kind of gone into that territory where it, it's alienating people with just too much focus on, on this sort of ideology, you know, and, and losing some other, some other important kind of grounded stuff, which, which would enrich that and allow that to sit within a broader kind of socialist, um, you know, manifesto. Um and I and I have to say, to be honest, um, I, I, I will say I'm an example of that, you know, because I, I think it's fair to say I'm a, I'm pretty progressive, you know, like um, I'm sort of uh, quite an alternative guy. I've done God only knows what crazy stuff in London over the years. Met people with all alternative cultures and from all over the world and broaden my horizons in all kinds of ways and I go out dressed as a woman and do crazy things and you know I've done my bit to sort of push with that and so but never nevertheless I find if I'm really honest over the last year it's kind of got a little too much for me with with the real hardcore push on the sort of trans ideology side of things you know maybe there's maybe maybe that stuff is all okay it just needs a little more time to to kind of um percolate through or something and it feels to me like perhaps it's being pushed a little too hard um too quickly and it people are sort of getting alienated and i think that sort of a rate like relates to the original point just one quick example john i don't know if you remember but there was do you remember i did there was that video i did of the synthesizers 
that was kind of um, good versus evil. And this guy came on with a comment of like suggesting I was racist because I said the evil one was black. Um, very, very silly stuff. But, you know, I, I think it was sort of pushing hard in one direction and reacting in the other, you know, that that's my concern. And I, and I, I do say, I do think that if, if I'm in that sort of position and I consider myself relatively progressive, I would say, I think it's fair to say, and I'm sort of getting a little irritated with constantly seeing all this kind of hyper-politicised focus on these particular ideologies rather than a, a broader focus. Um, I'd um, say there's four main things that I'll like to touch upon because you brought in a lot of stuff into the discussion. Yeah, sorry, it was a bit of a ramble. I feel like we, we were going to like basically have a couple sandwiches by like, you know, a nice little monument of progression. But now there's a whole banquet of shit to get through. Um, but there's four things that I came up with in that whole thing there. Um, one would be trust when you're talking to someone and you don't necessarily know them, then there might be, I'm not saying it's for everyone, but there might be more of a cause to not necessarily let your, your guard down, let alone, you know, play fair. Yeah. So the whole um, second issue now, the internet, bad faith and good faith arguments being what they are, can totally mangle someone's um, uh, viewpoint, uh, the way it's received, the way uh, that viewpoint is uh, acted upon in that way. Um, the third thing I think will be education. Like we're all playing catch up now, like one year in the bits worth of education and critical theory on various different topics of sexism, racism, whatnot, isn't going to be, you know, enough to see you through some of the um, odd situations you'll meet, not just online, but offline and how to basically do something about it and call it out. Um, I'd say another aspect of it, and you guys probably, you know, probably thought about this quite a lot, is that when we are talking about these things um, face to face or even via Zoom, uh, say call or whatever, there's a certain amount of ability, I think, to be cognizant about what the other person's saying mm -hmm. and to have a certain amount mm -hmm. of, um, well, just belief that they're not going to try and fuck you over. But yeah. like, if you're on social media, even if you want to say something that's quite complicated and you've got like a really good, like say uh, spin on it or whatever, there's a point system. Yeah. Like in the, in the original meme that was posted by Igor, I was trying not to fall into that trap of liking certain points by pressing the button that lets you do so, because that changes how people interact. I think, you know, so that, yeah. that's, that's like a, a significant thing you don't get in real life. I mean, what do you guys think about all that before I move on to my final thing? There was a lot to take in there, wasn't there? <laughs> well, Igor, whilst, whilst Matt yeah, is taking us uh, in, processing all this stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the internet and social media do tend to make it all impersonal and amplify uh, your views. I suppose you kind of have to be the loudest to be heard. And that's maybe not the healthiest thing. It's uh, a very good point, actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing is, we shouldn't consider online communication as um, it should be a different form of communication. Basically, it's not the same as talking in person. It's almost like a written word to me. Um, sometimes it through pictures and means um, and all that, but it is publicizing as if you know it's almost like printing a pamphlet and, and sending it out 
whether exactly. it's a joke or whether it's uh, something political or whatever, it's a different form of communication and we need to be aware of that. Um, I don't think I'm very extreme when I communicate online at all. I mean, I usually post jokes 99% of the time. Sometimes some political things that kind of speak to me, but uh, um, I don't think, um, uh, you know, this online way of communicating is going to go away. We just need to adapt and understand that it's different from speaking face to face. And if someone is being extreme, they probably will not be extreme in person. It's just, you're almost forced to be extreme, you know, just to be heard and um, to, to, to get reaction out of people, I suppose. Um, well, that's how Twitter works, isn't it? I mean, exactly. we've talked about Facebook quite a lot, but it kind of wants you to be either nay or yay. But either way, both sides have to have some kind of cyber pitchfork to really get things going. Because otherwise, yeah. your posts just don't really, like, uh, gain traction. Um, right. But, like, the, the final thing that I wanted to say in regards to all this is that, um, and it kind of takes us back to the beginning, language. Like, if you went back, like, say, a few years ago and you used the word woke, it would mean one thing to quite a lot of people. Now, it's become a bit like the social justice warrior. It's become kind of derisory. I mm. think, ultimately, um, the idea of being a social justice warrior is actually something to be quite aspirational towards. But yeah. because of the way it's been, I think, mishandled by some people who, because of the anonymity of a keyboard, will just basically do a bit of a rage, that in itself, as a term, is easy to use like say well like the snowflake of um from the fight club uh lineage so essentially i think language now is su such a strange thing that you might be saying the word woke or social justice warrior or whatever even the, the idea of saying the left that has so much baggage in it let alone the fact that you will be interacting with someone who doesn't share your idea of what that language is through the, uh, the exosuit, as I call it, of the internet. So that's, that's part of the reason why I thought having this conversation on Rantbox TV was better than uh, contributing to what was going to be a very long comments thread of piling uh, <laughs> in on Matt and saying, ah, you dirty racist. And Matt's saying, I'm not racist, I just don't agree. So that was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on that before we start wrapping up? Well, I, I, I'm quite fascinated by language and how it changes, how quickly it changes. You know, as you said, a word meant something else a year ago, and now it means something completely different. And I find that really interesting and quite exciting. But the trouble is we don't always agree on the meaning of a word, so <laughs> that's a bit tricky. But... Um, to me, that's all good. Language should change and evolve. And uh, yeah, that's my, my take. Sure. Matt? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's certainly true. I mean, Scram has been covered many times, but we all still keep falling into the trap, don't we? I know, I know I do, you know, of social media weirdly being almost the worst of all worlds in terms of communication, because you can just write a load of stuff and you're fairly anonymous. There's no <clears throat> body language. There's no facial expressions there's no tone of voice and it you know it, it's it's really i'd say quite an inhuman form of communication actually and um you know i've found on facebook you know just in let's not go into the details but in certain ways i've kind of deviated from 
the standard left way of looking at things in certain areas over the last years. And my God, you know, has, has that been <laughs> pretty brutal? And yeah. I, I've actually got to the point where I, I just don't really write anything on Facebook anymore. Um because you know people just pile in and i'm accused of all kinds of horrible stuff which is largely inaccurate i'm certainly not a perfect human being but i don't think i'm a granny killer or whatever it might be so um please don't be a granny killer that seriously <laughs> disrupts our friendship alone what i may have to do when i'm actually like finished i'm gonna have to make a fucking phone call <laughs> grannies need to die the way that they were supposed to die which is through old age and not through any kind of mischievous elements from you um but no uh dark humor side when it comes to just to wrap up the idea of microaggressions i don't really focus on the aggressions part and i i would hope that when i say microaggression people are hearing the entirety of it because to be honest even if there is a better terminology that has yet to be thought of if I'm using the word microaggression offline to people in a conversation, it's going to probably be something that they understand. It, the way we've been talking about it now has been quite nuanced and understandable. If it's online, um, as you were rightly pointing out, like Matt, I don't necessarily like having these conversations in comments anymore. I try every now and again, and I realize that, no, it's kind of like Jaws, man. If you jump in the ocean, it's going to fucking get you. <laughs> like you, you can't escape that shit. Um, hence rant box tv and other little like things that i do to relieve it a certain kind of social tension so will i stop using the word microaggression probably not but then again i definitely won't be having conversations about it online without um, a certain kind of awareness i may have to actually skirt around using the word if i know the person talking to me may not necessarily understand it or for want of a better way of saying it fixate on that terminology rather than what's been said about me or whoever so that that's my take on it, I suppose, for now. Um, yeah, I think there's there's some there's just a thought I wanted to just throw in, which is actually picking up on something Eagle said earlier, which is which is actually did Eagle say it or did you say it, John? I can't remember actually, but somebody said, "Does it does it even need to be defined?" That's uh, I think it seems important to you guys, and I get that, you know, but. <clears throat> I just can't help wondering if, you know, perhaps it's something that arises from social media again. I don't know, but I, I think if you kind of go outside the progressive bubble and they hear you talking about these kind of terms, they're like, you know, what the hell are these guys on about? Um, well, maybe you need it's to. It's about breaking out and get, and sort of conveying and and re, and connecting without the alienating terms, which I suppose brings us back to what I was saying before. But sorry, John, I interrupted you. That's okay. Um, <coughs> I don't think I said that. Igor, that was you, yes, talking about the definition. Was yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know that much. I think it was, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, hey, well, watch the video back. Yeah. And, well, no. <laughs> um, but I think that there seems to be, and this could be a bigger subject for another time, but it seems to be this idea that you can use language to cause division. Whereas I think the bigger problem mm -hmm. is that the division's already there. We're just finding a hard time of processing the fact that we haven't really given them a certain kind of platform until uh, not too recently. Um, and the idea of these um, divisions and, and terminologies and whatnot spewing out into the wider world, um, that, that's kind of, it's already there as, as far as I can see. I think the trick is to be responsible about that knowledge. Um, and not to use it as some kind of um, narcissistic proxy or tool to be weaponized against other people. 
Um, so yeah, those are my two pennies worth. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, even this term we are covering today, microaggression can be misused and has been abused in the past. Uh, just like any expression, any, uh, any term. I mean, uh, as you say, you have to be aware of what you're doing with it. But um, on the other hand, I think um, as a result of this conversation here and online, on Facebook, I think I will use the term in person <laughs> actually with people and point, pointed out uh, when I see it happening, whether it's towards me or someone else, I think it might be a bit divisive, but ultimately it's knowledge and we all need to learn. I like learning and I think without being preachy, I think it's good for everyone to, 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 to learn and understand themselves and others. Um, if it hurts in the beginning, well, it's maybe like the vaccine, you know, it hurts when it goes in and then you're fine afterwards. But um, maybe it's that little bit of medicine that everyone needs to take from time to time, just to kind of reassess what they do and what they think and how they behave. It's tricky because um, ultimately the action that they've committed themselves to, the words they've chosen, are the dividing elements, if anything, or at least the the element that shows that they see a division. So giving that action, the wording or terminology, that being the problem, I'm not so convinced. But um, Matt, I will leave you with the final words before I ask you about your various projects. Um, yeah, it, it's that point, isn't it? It's like you're, you're seeing division there and then giving it a name, but is the risk that by naming it, you're... Actually, you're actually the one creating a different division or adding to the existing division or just, you know, sort of um, reacting in, in a way that perhaps isn't really going to help the, the sort of the original problem. And I, I think that's probably more the, the way I see it nowadays. I think that the, the, I do, if I'm honest, I do see... <clears throat> With modern left in the intention of trying to reduce division I, I think there's a real risk that it's actually being increased in fact I do see that um, I have quite a different cura curated set of people I follow on Twitter to try and get some very different sort of perspectives and you know, that is quite obviously happening. And so maybe it goes back to my original point, there's too much happening too fast and that's why Labour are not doing very well at the moment or that kind of thing. It, you know, I, I think there's there's things to think about there and um, a lot of care that needs that would need to be exercised ideally and hey, I don't have the answers to that. It's really very tricky. Um, Indeed. I mean, it's quite tricky regarding talking about the left because there's so many different voices at least with the right it's easy right. to consolidate <laughs> it's easy to consolidate what the right's voice is um but you're a braver person than me to try and figure that out to be honest um as far as labor's <laughs> reason for losing um i guess i should just come out on the channel and say that if you don't necessarily have a particular vision as to where you're going how can you expect people to follow you Moving on <laughs> from Keir Starmergate, yeah. what do you do, Matt, when you're not talking to me and Igor on Rantbox TV? Who are you? 
Tell the world. So, um, yeah, we are dice people. We do uh, dark electronic music with an industrial sort of edge. And um, we have uh, had one of our videos directed by John, who was uh, a, a magnificent director. Um, so that's uh, Multiplicity. Go and check that one out on YouTube. Um, it's, uh, it's, a nice, it's a nice intro, uh, referencing The Dice Man by Luke Reinhardt. Uh, a classic cult novel that should be read by everyone <laughs> because it gives lots of perspective in all sorts of crazy ways. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm just going to say that. That's what okay. I <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, I read The Diceman in preparation for doing that video shoot. And, you did? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think reading it again in my current mindset might be interesting because even at the time I thought, Jesus, this guy is like running to cancellation hell. Um, but that being <laughs> said, <laughs> let's find out swiftly how Eagle's doing. Eagle, what do you do when you're not talking to myself and Matt from Dice People? In yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm um, also a musician and that's how um, Matt and I met. We, um, uh, a few years ago, we did a, a gig together uh, yeah. uh, on Brick Lane um, and... Um, yeah, yeah. I, sought, I sought you out, didn't I? Because we were looking for kind of other bands that had a bit of audiovisual element. Yeah, yeah. And you guys were really cool and did a great show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, really that's um, that's how we met a band, Autorotation, which is kind of uh, electronic, a bit of industrial and glitch and all of that. I also am in a kind of post-punk band um, called Tantrum Centrum, started um in lockdown last summer and we are having our first gig in june so that's exciting oh wow um, yeah cool. that's it that sounds awesome by all means your links are in the description box of this video so people can can check them out if they want um i just want to say thank you you guys have been really cool i knew it was a big i knew it was going to be civil I knew, was, <laughs> I knew it wasn't really going to kick off, but you never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah you know, you, you, you're, you're tightening your sphincter through these kind of conversations. <laughs> but thankfully, I can relax my anus now. You I, think awesome. I think that's, that's just <laughs> briefly just throwing this in. That's one of the, that's, you know, every cloud is a silver lining, right? And I think I've done, I, I, I've been battling on social media, um, you know, as, as I sort of hinted at earlier on. And I, I think it has helped me to get, a thicker skin, I will say, because I've had to learn to, to deal with all kinds of shit coming at me. Um, and that's the positive side. So I, so I think, in a weird sort of way, I think maybe that's why, why I've had quite a calm conversation, because I've learned to just not really take stuff personally so much and just listen to what people are saying and give stuff back and be confident in what I'm saying. And so I think that might be one positive of the generally awful nature of social media so just throwing that out there yeah, yeah. okay okay yeah. we cool. definitely need more of this civil polite conversation yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's all go down the pub and talk over a pint that's the way to do yeah, it yeah. absolutely <laughs> excellent thank you so much guys everybody else watching this if you enjoyed it give us a like subscribe there will be more videos as you've probably seen, if you're a regular viewer, every Friday there is a video up before 12.30 p.m. GMT. This was Rantbox TV. I was your host, John Clay. Have a wonderful day, evening, night, or 
well, whenever. You could be watching this in the early hours. Goodbye for now. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.